Creed's 15th entry. I'm still missing a leg, but the lady Sheena has been working on crafting me a replacement. We'll see how she fares. Sleep has been difficult. Some of us have been having restless dreams. Well, frankly, until just now, I thought that that Fial and the God of the Mountain were the same. That Dunatis was something different. Fial is the God of a mountain, but not your mountain. Not while Donatus has control. Donatus is adjacent, a neighbor to the giants. This could be a problem if the tieflings decide to take their war north, which they seem to fully intend, which is why I was trying to get a gauge on how your government is set up and if you're prepared for a full-scale attack. I suspect it has something to do with getting hit with a blast of wind every hour through the night. Ever since Mads got that rat from the Mountain God. Out of seemingly nowhere, something hits you on the head. When you pick it up, you notice that it's some sort of paper, a paper-wrapped little bundle with a small note attached. Mads, you have traveled far. I can no longer see you. It's up to you now to fulfill the will of the mountain for those down south. If you need aid, eat this rat and wait a few days. Take caution with your cousin Ferdos. I worry about a lack of discernment towards the gods he chooses to follow. Be well, the mountain. He ate it in a time of need. And so far, all it has done is expel a gust of wind every hour. I'm concerned it could give away our position if someone were to follow it to us. Anyway, while Madge began carving shields for our upcoming attack against the tieflings, Firdos left to find iron ore for said shields. Kriga, if you can hear me, I know I've never prayed to you before. But I'm afraid that, no matter what the outcome is of what we are about to do, there might be a war inevitable. And I would like your blessing, for whatever the outcome may be. And I give you this offering to tell you that I am serious! And I'm going to dump over all the ore just into the, the swamp there, and um, use that as a sacrifice to the goddess of war, Kriga. Give me a higher low. Alright, I'll go high. You hear the bushes rustle behind you, and when you turn, you see a dwarvish man staring up at you with wide eyes. He's got a bow slung over his back. He later returned with zero ore and one dwarf. Cousins, companions. Firdaus, is that you? I've brought somebody. This is um, Bramble Stagwin. Eh, uh, that's uh, Stugwin. 
Oh, Stuckwin, my apologies. The dwarf had been out hunting. He expressed that he was none too favorable about having to take orders from the tiefling. He agreed to go back to the city of Skazikus and try to talk to some of his fellow dwarves in coming out to have a meeting with us regarding our fight against the tieflings. I can talk to me mates and see what they say. Why don't you try and bring us three of your most trusted friends? Aye, I could do that. Long as you keep providing us with food so we can take it back with us. I know the tieflings are back there, waiting for us. And I don't believe they'll be welcoming our return, with arms wide open. Time to Die Podcast Network presents The Giant's March. The road is long, but the world is small. You guys have already awakened at the around the fire, and the morning is cool at present time. You're uh, assuming that it's going to get hot later in the day, just as it always has. And the bard has been doing what he's always been doing. He's just plucking his strings, and um, Bogdana's collecting dishes after the meal. Um, they're just makeshift ones that she's put together. Mads, your your one shield is laying there, and you've already started on your other one. Um, Sina, you are uh, almost finished with this bard's leg. It's been in the works. You were able to knock something out the previous day. And overall, it's been a quiet time. Um, how did you fare with your ore, Fyrdas? Why don't you give me a survival roll? All right. That is a natural 20. Hey! Remind me real quick what you were doing with the ore. Well, it was to give it to um, Mad so he could make the tower shields, the binding for it. Oh, gotcha. Roll a, a d6 for me. With advantage. That's a five. <clears throat> okay. You found enough that you, uh, you, for materials, you would be able to uh, create at least five shields out of this. And then other than that, I would have uh, spent any other free time um, just trying to practice the spell that I've been working on by the fire. Okay. As you guys are hanging out, it's another quiet morning. There's another burst of wind suddenly from Mads. How long do you think this will go on? Long as the mountain deems it necessary. It's kind of welcome in the heat of the day, but it's kind of cooler in the mornings, and it's not great at night. I haven't noticed anything, and I've been sleeping like a baby. <laughs> Would I have noticed that the interval has been getting faster or slower with it? I don't know. Roll uh, perception. That is... That is... <laughs> That's another natural 20. <laughs> and that's a plus four. So far, you have not noticed it change. It's still on the hour every hour. 
but I'm also going to hold this if it changes in the future since you're noticing it. Okay. It is odd that it's been this much time and it still comes and goes at the exactly precise time. He did kind of consume a magical substance given to him by a god, so, you know, it's not like we know how long it's going to last. It might really kick in when we need it. That is true, but, I mean, the the very trees and the very rivers and stones, they all have a natural degradation to them. They are not static. I did not expect this to be. I was worried about it for a while, but we've gone a whole day and it has not given away our location. So far as we know. The smoke from the fire, too. Doesn't seem to have drawn us attention. I would assume that they're not afraid of anything that we would pose to them as threats. Bogdana definitely would have minimized smoke. <laughs> okay. It's not there is it's not that there isn't smoke, but she would have dissipated it as much as she can. What point do you think we'll actually make a move? When I am done with these shields, I will be ready. Hopefully the other gnome is back by then. It's a long trek for those little legs. You're not wrong, fat bard. But we had no other options. We're we're not too far away from the city, I was just thinking. It's possible we'll get found sooner or later. We already had a dwarf stumble upon us. Yes. The chances are quite good. But you realize that without their ballista, they are nowhere near as powerful as they would like to pretend they are. They do have several of those one-eyed creatures. I could fight four of them at once by myself. I could fight five. Well, if I were to use eye gouging... I could probably do seven or eight. Now, Fearless, I believe Bogdana, but you're feeling. Cena, how about you? <laughs> <laughs> I have the power of God in anime at my side. <laughs> <laughs> I have the power of Joseph Smith and Dr. Pepper. <laughs> R.I.P. Wesley. Oh, man. As you guys are joking, suddenly the bard almost drops his guitar and he looks over his shoulder and then looks up in the sky and then looks back at you guys and his eyes are just wide. I'll immediately look up there. Yes, Bart? Use your words, Bart! Did you hear that? No, I didn't. Considering we're all looking at you inquisitively, you could assume we have not. <laughs> it sounded like that tiefling lord. What sounded like him? What was the noise that you heard? He, he, I heard him say he, we can't hide forever. We are not hiding. We are still close by. Not making much of an effort to hide ourselves other than obscuring some smoke. I'm confused. He's kind of starting to sweat and he says, He said he would find us. Good. Out here it would be a far fairer fight. Can, 
He uh, is going to walk over and gesture towards Cena and say, when I say walk over, I mean he kind of scooches. You have another one of those sending stones. No, but I can make one. Um, you can have mine here. I'm not using it. He takes it and he says, send me a message. Bart, I feel like you are making this much more confusing than it needs to be, she says as a message. That's what it was. That's what it sounded like. It was in my head. You do realize that if he has a connection with you, he is specifically seeking out you to speak to. Why? I felt like if I wanted to, I could have replied, but it's gone now. Probably for the best. No offense, but I do not want you speaking for us. He got angry while we were dining together, when I mentioned my grandfather. It makes you feel better. I will shove a spear down his throat and scream your grandfather's name. I just can't help but wonder what my grandfather did to make him so mad. I can't help but wonder what he would look like on a long pike roasting over a flame. (laughs) I wonder this too. All of this talk about our ancestors eating these tieflings makes me wonder if they're tasty. This I have not wondered. Fair enough, Bogdana. I imagine they'd be spicy. Well, we'll be getting a more than one type of wind if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> There's another pulse. Fear dust. It has not been in an hour. Yeah, I, I was just about to say, that's way too soon. <laughs> um, cousin, that, uh, your wind, that was much sooner than the last, than all the others. I don't know what that means. I think it means it's time. And I, uh, used my ability to pull my, uh, spear into my hand. Whoa. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. That's so cool. It's because of the enchantment that uh, that Cena put on there. Hell yeah. Oh, that's right. I can do cool shit sometimes. There's a rustling from the bushes that's clearly audible, and it's to it's from the direction of the city, and out pops Bramble. Stugwin. Bramble! How are you, my little friend? Well, I could be better. I received some instructions about you lot. You have, haven't you? Yeah. Mostly to keep an eye out for you. But also to obviously report if I've found you. Which I have. Found you, that is. Not reported. Perfect answer, because I was about to become very angry. <laughs> I brought me mates. They didn't want to come forward till they got the okay. But they're here if you want to talk to them. I told them you're on our side, but... They haven't been too keen on following the tieflings either. Uh, Mads will walk up to Cena and uh, he'll kind of lowly say, I think perhaps you should talk to them. My demeanor tends to make them frightened. Okay, I mean, I feel like if you wanted to just like stand behind me, kind of, it would make a little bit more of an impact, I think. Should I look menacing or perhaps not? I'll place my spear on the ground and... 
lift my hands up to show them that they're empty. Maybe put your weapons down. I will put it in its holster. I will not put it down. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing, though. I was only able to get about five or six of them that would listen to me. I mean, there were a few more, but many of them were looking to get promoted, or they were fearful of the tieflings, so I can't say what they're doing. If they're out here hunting around and they see you, it could be bad for you. And us. Oh, it won't be us that it's bad for. But that doesn't make me feel any better. Perhaps there is something I could say to put you at ease, then. There is no amount of pressure they could put on us, for I would not risk my life to make sure that we accomplish our goal. I wasn't exactly open to put my life on the line. Well, I think I'm large enough to be considered as both of our lives. What is the second strongest building in town? We assume that the castle is the first. One of the ones where they're making siege weapons, I reckon. All built by giants back in the day. There's four workshops? Yeah, four of them. Are there places in these workshops where someone of your size can can hide from some of the bigger folk, like those cyclopses? I suppose. I haven't really been in them, to be honest. You got some fellow dwarves who work there. I don't know how they feel about a rebellion. You said that you are not uh, very keen on these cyclopses, correct? Well, I was. I got nothing against them. They just stopped taking orders from us and mostly listened to the tieflings. Mm-hmm. Anyway, me mates are waiting in the forest. I could get them. Uh, please. And Sina's, Sina will, like, get down on her knees to be closer to their level. He turns around and marches back into the forest, and as he disappears into a grove of trees, there's another pulse from Matt. Cousin, I would beg you to please get on your feet. I don't want to. I don't want to scare them straight off. They're already intimidated. Oh, they're coming and planning some sort of a trap. As he says that, um, I'm actually going to sit down crisscross style and um, (laughs) await them. I think you have nothing to fear, cousin. Krieger brought them to me. Brought them to us. They will not double-cross us. Mads will uh, just uh, stay standing and ready. Fear Doss, this time you hear a voice in your head. It's only brief and it says... I heard your name spoken today. It sounds like the messenger of Fjall. You get the sense that you can reply within 25 words. Spoken from where? From whom? You get the sense that your reply magically went out, but then there's silence. And after a while, these dwarves come back. They're all very typical looking. They're just, uh, They all have their beards and their mustaches and their things. There's five of them behind him. And none of them are armed, but they are all carrying weapons. Here we are, then. Now, we might just stay back here for a bit as we have a talk, and then once everything's out in the open, maybe we could come closer to the fire and share a meal or a drink. But, uh, they might take some convincing. It's fine with me. Hello. They're all just in shock right now. 
Bogdana, can you give them their portions now? Yes. As an act of goodwill, whether you help us or not, we will give you what we promised. Bramble Ear tells us you're looking for some sort of revenge. In some ways, yes. In some ways, no. We are actually looking to prevent something from escalating. But in the process, one of the things that's gonna come about is that we don't have to work for the Tieflings no more, yeah? If things work out well, yes. And I do believe that they will. I believe that the gods are in our favor. The gods, you say? Hmm. I don't think they like us much. That's what I told him. Sometimes the gods put you in certain places to make you stronger for the times that you will need to shine. You hear another voice in your head. The Eliwig Watchtower. Oh, that's in the other town, isn't it? Yeah, that's the one where you had the big boxing match thing. What in the fuck would have been... Who would have been saying my name over there? There's no way that that little gnome could have gotten there so quick. Uh, you would not guess that's possible, no. It took you like a week to get down here. Cena. Yes? Can you continue with the... with the conversation? Yes, of course. I must go to see, see to something, and I get up and I start uh, running in the direction of, um, like, kind of that area where we, you know, came from and stuff. Like, towards where the that tower would have been. Okay. Um, you can go in the general direction would be, like, northwest. Like I say, you're, like, a week's travel away from there, even at giant pace. Yeah, and I'm going to uh, say again to the herd call out to that voice was it Una again there's silence but your message went through alright and I'm just gonna run till I get tired at this point <laughs> oh okay gotcha yeah. well anyway like I said I haven't talked to the others of the hunting party but we're interested in what you have to say and what your plans might be to a degree like I say I'm not looking to die I'm just looking to get rid of these bastards, the tieflings. As am I. Well, none of us are planning to die. What could you do for us, then? Getting rid of the tieflings. That's what you said that you wanted, right? That's our goal. We are aligned in this endeavor. You're very large, but there's only a few of you. There's a lot of those one-eyed cretins. I don't speak about the Cyclops that way. They used to be friends. <laughs> Here is the thing you must understand. Have you ever seen an army of tieflings? Yeah. I am as good as one of those armies. It might sound like he's bragging, but he's telling the truth. No, you don't understand. You've never been down to the Dwarvish cities. We've got thousands of warriors. Well, the miners... But they could be warriors in a pinch. They all know how to handle a sword, at least. I have destroyed a dragon made of corpses. What have you done? Well, not that. But these tieflings, they just took control of us, out of the blue. They were our slaves, and I don't know what happened. But now we work for them. 
How do you explain that? Dark magic, that's what I say. We never disputed there wasn't magic at play. Where do you think the corpse dragon came from? Oh, you weren't joking about that. There really was a corpse dragon. Yes, there was in fact a corpse dragon. And I killed it. What do you mean, corpses? Just corpses, like bones and stuff. You know, dwarves, tieflings, all sorts of bodies and things. Made up of the corpses of dwarves. And tieflings and other such races. They all give each other a glances that they exchange and uh, then they look back at you. He says, Where was this dragon? I don't remember seeing one. It was inside of the castle. When we were escaping, we found it. They start talking amongst each other. And finally they look back at you and they say, Alright. Something weird is in the castle. They're harnessing some sort of dark magic to let them take control of corpses, turning them into these things like dragons. That would be a good explanation of how they got control of the dwarves. Maybe. I don't know. Point is, maybe we need to go see for ourselves what's inside the castle. Maybe we need to give some sort of fake report that we found you. Some made-up location. Whatever. You've already told me that you have no desire to lose your lives, correct? Yeah. Going in that castle will likely be a death sentence. If they have magic that can summon these things, what makes you think they can't read your mind when you're in there? I never thought of that. You think they can read minds? You think they would know I was looking at Portly's wife while she was changing a dress? Well, that's just inappropriate regardless. Like You that's, should stop. That's not appropriate. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's just really creepy. Oh, that's commonplace. We've all looked at Portly's wife. She's a real sight to be old. <laughs> yeah, but it's still weird. Like, just because she's good-looking doesn't mean that you just get to stare at her. That's weird. Well, I tried not to look. Well, then rip out your eyes or something. <laughs> it's not her responsibility. <gasps> I suppose it would depend on where she is choosing to change. If it were in the middle of the street, well, that is public, and therefore there is no expectation of privacy. There's a huge, massive pulse from Mads, and it almost knocks the dwarves off their feet. They stagger backwards. (laughs) Sorry, I had a burrito for lunch. What in the hell was that? He ate the rat that was given to him by the gods, and now, every so often, wind comes from his general direction. It's really weird. It's Well, I don't want to say it's weird, but it's strange. It's a little strange. Okay, it's a lot strange, but it's... Yeah, it's a thing that's happening. Uh, Fyrdos, I think you're growing tired at this point. You've been, what, full sprinting? Yeah, and um, I would like to um, look for the tracks of the the gnome, the other one that we uh, send out ahead to go back to that village. He would have gone due north, and so you're probably not going to find him. Isn't that the direction that we came from? You found him at the watchtower, but that's not the hometown he was headed to. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm going to, like, uh, the whole time I've been running, I've been looking for those tracks, and I'm just 
not seeing them. And, uh, yeah, I start to tire. And, um... You feel a heavy gust of wind come from behind you. It feels like Mad's wind. There's no time to save him. This is just getting more and more complicated. I don't know what to do. I have been listening. They said your name again. Why have you not been helping? It was Una, wasn't it? My circle is looking for me. Your message goes out. Mads, roll a perception for me. Alright. Add advantage. Even better. I should warn you that I am a paladin and already kind of good at that, but... Meh. Uh, nat 20. So that would be in total a... Hold on, I think it's a 27, but I gotta look. Uh, oh no, I don't have any bonus to per- perception with this character I lied. It's just a 20. Uh, with every pulse, you are looking at your surroundings, especially with the changes in the pulses, and um, you just have a huge awareness as this is all happening. All right. So you're looking out for our benefit. You've got the gods on your side. Better than we've got. They've hated us, as we've said. What do you want from us? I need help with a few things. Yeah, well, 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 we're up for it, but there's only five of us and we're not as big as you. Are you familiar with how to build things? A bit, I suppose. I'm more proficient at hunting and gathering, really. What about your friends? They all look back at one dwarf in the back and he says, uh, he looks up and he says, Yes, I know a bit. I've built some things in my day. Do you know anything about trebuchets or catapults? Yes, I have a brother. He works in the siege workshop. I could ask him, as long as I don't arouse suspicion. Would you be able to be back later this evening? Maybe. But I don't know how much information I'd get. He's a busy fellow. Perhaps we should plan to meet tomorrow afternoon, then. I could... Probably get something by tomorrow, yeah. I will begin to remove trees so you have material to build with. Are we building a trebuchet the size of you giants, or...? Absolutely. I don't know how much use I could be, but I could give you instructions. If you give us instructions, I'm sure that one of us could sort it out. Okay, hmm. The only thing that we will need to guarantee is I want it to be the size of us, but I would like for it to be operational by one giant and five dwarves. Do you think if we all speak to him, he would join us and come out here and help us build it himself? Depends on how well he is being compensated at his position. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, hold on. Um... Pretty sure Mads has some gold from winning that fight. Hold on. Um, so I have 50 gold pieces, and I will uh, hand that to them, and I'll say, uh, try and get your family member to come and join us. 
Offer him as much of this gold as you need. Use the rest for yourself. You drop them into his hands, and to you, they're like Lego gold. (laughs) 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 But he holds out both hands cupped together, and he says, I'll try that. Thank you, sir. They all kind of back away from you when you approach to do this. Mads likes that. (laughs) Another huge wave pulsates from you, and you completely knock them over like bowling pins. They start scrambling backwards. You've got to get a cap on that thing, mate. You should warn a fella. It doesn't exactly work like that. Only the mountain knows when it will go off. And that is how it will stay. The hefty one goes and picks the gold pieces he dropped back. And uh, once they've collected their things, they just kind of nod to you and he's going to start marching back towards the city. And uh, the main one, your main contact, rambles up. Anything else? You want anything from the rest of us? Recruit as many as you possibly can. All right. And if you can, I understand that this might be a bit of a personal risk to you. If you can get them without drawing too much attention to yourself. Some glass vials and some more just like a general grab bag of spell components would be great. That'll be easy. It's the other dwarves that will be more difficult. Wonderful. Thank you, Bramble. They turn and they walk back into the forest. I am not sure how much help these dwarves will be, but... We're certainly farther along than we would be without them. This is very true. Who will stay behind with the trebuchet when it is finally built, though? I was thinking the bard, but the bard will not be able to protect our dwarven friends as well as, say, Bogdana would. I will do what you need me to do. What do you think, Sina? Someone will have to load the stones into the trebuchet. The dwarves will not be able to do this on their own. If we do this correctly, I wonder if... If I could put alchemist fire on the rocks and do it that way. Perhaps the next move is to start gathering stones. Um, I'm... Mads is gonna go and start, uh gathering up large boulders and stacking them around our campsite. Okay. Um, I think Bogdana will help with that. So, specifically, I want them to be about the si- about the size where if Mads needed to, he could, like, shot put it, but, like, not so small that I could, like, overhand throw them. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Firdas, you break through... Um, uh, a section of trees into kind of an opening area and to your left and to your right looks like open pathway and then you see a um, uh, an unusual plant that cues you into the fact that this is the path. This is the path you guys were on when you were going south towards the city. Alright. Do I see any tracks from the the gnome going north and i would assume that the answer is no well there you see a lot of tracks it's just like when you were trying to trail those uh tieflings in their big cart it's just so many that it's hard to tell what one from another there's another pulse of wind though 
pulled in two different directions. But I can only choose one. I'm going to go back to my cousins. I know, Una. I have heard her prayers, but she was not mentioned. Was it any of the others in my circle? You feel your message go out. What do you want to do? I'm just going to kind of pace back and forth around that um, that plant and try to calm myself down. I'm going to um, stop and, uh, for the time being, probably take about 20 minutes and um, just take out like uh, some of my gear to, to make some tea and drink it and try to calm down. Okay. Mads, you are currently working on gathering these stones and you um, are just coming out of this wooded area with a <laughs> um, normally thick one that you're about to set down on the, power, on, the, on the tower when you get this tingling sense about you, almost like an awareness that somebody's behind you or something and um, another pulse goes out and it's the biggest one so far other than when you were in the pit. And you look up in the sky as it blows against the trees and you see the silhouette of five flying creatures. Three of them are humanoid and one looks like a massive owl. Um, I will drop my stone and immediately launch a javelin at the owl. (laughs) (laughs) No! No! Um... (laughs) When your pulse, this all happens in one fluid motion, and when the pulse blows past the trees, you can kind of gauge its speed just by how soon it left you versus how it hit the trees. And you get the sense that your spear was probably carrying on behind it. And as soon as the pulse hits the creatures, they look right at you. And then the owl dips to the side as your spear goes straight past it and, um they begin heading towards you. I mean, like, they look like they're dive-bombing towards me? Yes. Oh, yeah, launching javelins. Fuck these people. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Give me attacks. All right. Uh, well, so that's a 12 on the first one and a 15 on the second one. (laughs) Okay. Good thing I got a nat 20 on that perception, hey? (laughs) (laughs) this is a difficult throw because these are not very large targets and aside from the maybe the owl and um they're so far off and they're all moving and uh so the first two javelin throws they duck and dodge but then the second one goes through the wing of the owl and it starts trying to compensate when it's flight you can see it fluttering a bit as they grow near enough for vocal contact one says Old friend, why do you do this? You summon us and then you attack us. Who have I summoned? We are the servants of Arcades. I don't know what that is. You have called for us, and we have sensed your alarm. Again? I don't know what that is. They're about uh, at tree line level and you can see clearly that they don't bear any weapons, 
and they're gonna attempt to land at you, except for the owl who's kind of gonna crash land in one of the trees. Oh my gosh! One of the humanoids in the back, they're all winged creatures, but one of them goes and kind of tries to lift up the owl even though it's uh, they're about the same size and so they're struggling, but he's gonna try and kind of start climbing down this awkward tree as the others land beside you and he, the leader guy says you bear the alarm of Dominus what is that he thinks for a moment and he says did you recently eat a creature perhaps a rabbit yes given to me by the mountain it was a rat where did you get this rat was given to me. By whom? No one in particular. I think it was some sort of a dragon bird, if you will. <laughs> uh, not an owl. Nope, definitely a dragon bird. <laughs> Perhaps this has been a mistake. This rat you ate was a signal to call for aid from Dominus, the god of the mountain. Wait! I worship the mountain! We have responded. How do we aid you? We have some tieflings that we are trying to teach a lesson. They are worshipping great evil, corruption. They are planning to attack the north my cousins and I we must do something about it we have heard rumors of the tieflings they have been making the mark in these lands that has spread far and wide I've never heard this name before this Dunadus Dunadus is the god of the mountain up north it seems you ate his rat. I was told if I ever needed help from the mountain in the note, that I was to eat the rat. We found ourselves trapped in a pit in the castle in that damnable city back there. And I was in trouble. And I wanted to help my cousin, so I ate it. It appears we are allies. We have the mutual friend of Donatus, and we will help you. But this seems more than we can do as five owl folk. We must call for reinforcements. This will take time. There are some of us here already. Perhaps you could let us know what type of capabilities you harbor so we would be aware of how to use you in combat. We can fight in the night. We can disguise ourselves to enter places unaware. Oh, so only the first one rhymes. That's weird. He is not amused. <laughs> <laughs> and we can see magic as a ritual. So you are aware of the corrupted magic that is going on in the city? At this point, the one up in the tree has kind of brought the great owl down, and it is uh, currently tending to its loss of feathers, and the leader says, The tieflings have been 
problematic. They have been buying up resources, and we are aware they are contacting gods from another world. Are you also aware that they have put one of their corruptive shrines on our mountain? From what we understand, they have also contacted the god Fjord. He kind of squints his eyes, and one of them spits in the dirt. I do not know who that is either, to be honest with you. Yaw is the god of the mountain to the south. I am surprised you don't know this. Well, I don't know if you're aware, but where I come from, mountain worship is a very quiet and contemplative thing. Not for Fjord. For Fjord, all he cares about is conquering and warfare. Learning new powers, gaining new ground. The Tiferins are just a tool for him. I only exist to stamp out corruption. The mountain has deigned that I shall be here. It has also deemed that you shall be here. So go, gather your reinforcements. We shall take the fight to these tieflings. Events are moving faster than we expected. We did not realize the tieflings were this much of a threat. What do you propose then? It will take some convincing and we may need to have some time to ready an army. We would like one week. I'm not sure that we will be able to manage a week out here without... without having to go on the offensive. You have wounded our great owl. He cannot fry. We will have to send a slower creature. We will have to send... And he looks around and then he looks up and he makes this noise. And suddenly this uh, this raven comes down to him and he says, it lands on his arm and he says, This will do. Did you know that they understand the concept of zero? We can send him with a message if you have a way to arrive. Uh, Mads will uh, beckon them to follow him back to where Cena is because he knows he doesn't have shit to write with, but Cena might. <laughs> Okay. Cena's <laughs> definitely got like one of those notebooks that's like attached to the to her forearm, like on one of her gloves or like armbands or something, and she's just like writing in it like a pilot's notebook, and she just goes, "Yes, oh, what the, are you? Mm. Please tell me you didn't shoot down that owl." <laughs> There's just a big hole in its wing. <laughs> Mads, did you shoot down the owl? I cannot lie to you. I definitely threw a javelin through its wing. Why did you throw a javelin at it? It's just an owl. They were looking at me funny. <laughs> <laughs> what What do you need? Hello, I'm Sina. I'm, I'm one of his cousins. I'm not sure where the other one is. and I really don't know where Firdaus went. He just kind of does his own thing. How many of you are there? Uh, in this group, five. Well, five, six, if you count if you count uh, pocket gnome. More like four and a half if you count the bard. 
Well, no, he's not half. If anything, it's four and three quarters, all right? <laughs> you are all that remains of the giants. No, there are many more up north. And what of them? We had not thought that far ahead, to be honest with you. They would prove very useful in a fight. They are also incredibly far away. He just stands there thinking, and then he says, Reese, and he gestures towards your writing utensil. Oh, yeah, and she'll rip out, like, a page and hand him it in a pencil, and she'll be like, do you want me to try to, like, do some magic on the owl to cure it? Or, like, try to heal it? Um, how big is the pencil? It's giant size. Okay, so, it's like... <laughs> It's like one of those like golf course pencils, like mini golf course. Yeah, to him it's going to be like wielding um, a big old piece of wood, like a whole birch tree log or something, and he's got some people that are trying <laughs> to help like, him lift it. One of those like gag pencils. <laughs> yeah. And, um, <laughs> you get it at a book fair or something. Yeah. And he looks over at the owl and he says, This would be appreciated. He's going to tear a piece uh, to write on. And it basically, they're working as a team. Like two of them are holding it in place, and then he's just holding the very tip of it, trying to maneuver it in such a way that he writes letters. It's very third grade looking. You could have just asked me to write it. Right? You could write small. It's because the paper is not very big. Oh, okay. Never mind. Keep going. You uh, guys <laughs> just fine. <laughs> <laughs> so while this is going on. Uh, Firdas, uh, the wind gusts have stopped. The hair on my arm starts to raise up, noticing that. And I just try to take deep breaths and sip on this tea and try to regain my composure as I still wait for a response from, um, from the voice. You don't get a response. Instead, you get a tap on the shoulder. Hmm. I've come for some tea as well. It's you. You have a knack for summoning me. You have a knack for uh, confusing me. Uh, I, excuse me, I'm very troubled right now. And I am very busy. And I uh, grab another, another cup and fill it up and hand it over to him. My messages are short. He sits down next to you, and he takes a drink, and he says, This name you spoke of, uh, I know of this Una. I've heard her prayers. But this person from the Watchtower, I do not know this person. Can you describe them? Yes. They are druidic, as you are. They have brownish hair that goes down to their shoulders. They have a scar on their left hand. It sounds like Ivar. He's been asking for you. Your whereabouts. Um, we talked a bit before I left. He and a couple of the others, they... They were beginning to become disillusioned like me. But, uh, 
they weren't ready to take the first steps. They are not as open-minded as you, but they are faithful, and I have heard many of their prayers. Takes time for prayers like that to reach me on the wind, on the creatures, across the waters. They're faint, and there is only so much that I can do to reach out ever since the giants moved north. This is why it is difficult for me to provide aid when they need it. You can change that, Firdos. Change it how? If you would be my disciple and go forth, I could connect with you on an intimate level so that we would share a bond over the great span from south to north. If you would go and create a portal up by the giants, then you and I could converse freely. This is... This is very troubling. What troubles you? None of the other gods have ever spoken to me directly. And they've... They've helped my path along too. Yours, however, has made my life grow complicated. Very conflicted. My cousin, you say that he's following the wrong god. But he has never led me astray either. I don't know why, but if, if I'm to believe what you're telling me, why am I so afraid right now? Perhaps you need a sign. I just look up to him. Go south from here. Stay in the trees. Do not be seen. And you will receive your sign. As you wish. We have a new mini-series which is completely finished and ready for you to binge. Eclipse Crater of Corruption is a nine-episode series that takes place on the moon a century into the future. Three friends try to make it big in the racing scene, but Ivo, the driver, totals his car. Desperate not only to pay the bills, but also to pay off their loan sharks, the three friends begin taking on questionable work from questionable people, and things start to ramp up. Eclipse Crater of Corruption is available by pledging to the $5 tier at patreon.com slash time to die RPG. Or if you don't like monthly subscriptions, you can gain access to the show with a one-time purchase of $15 over at ko-fi.com slash time to die RPG and find it in the shop section. For this and the other content we offer, you can find it all at time to die RPG.com. If you enjoy the show, we'd be so grateful if you'd spread the word, post about us on social media, and share us with your friends. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at time to die RPG, on Reddit at r slash time to die RPG. Tim, who plays Mads, is on Twitter at IdaGrabYourGun. Chris, who plays Feardos, is on Twitter at PeepyCrasta. That's P-E-E-P-Y-C-R-A-S-T-A. 
Aubrey, who plays Cena, is on Twitter at AubreyGray1. That's A-U-B-R-E-E-G-R-A-Y and the number one. I, Brian Bridges, the GM, am on Twitter at ManlyBrian. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of The Giant's March. <laughs>